0: What's up, man? What's up, man? Hey, man, what's going on? Not much. So first, before we do anything, we got two guests today. But, you know, I want to shout out the John Boy Media Company as they did a whole day marathon from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Um, And talking Jake and Trevor Ploof did an amazing thing, had a celebrity role list of guests. Marley Rivera, Jeff Passing, Ken Rosenthal, Buster Olney, Jim Duquette, Foolish Baseball, Michael Kay, Bob Costas, Jeff, and they en- and they en- ended it with Cole Tucker. He's a major ba- baseball player, um, at, I think on the Pirates still. And they did a whole great thing. Had great content. The guys behind the scenes, um, everyone who works for John Boy Media, I think it's a fantastic game and it takes a lot. I mean, just just by me watching all day, I stuck with the PS4 all day. I didn't go to the phone. <laughs> so that's you know this will be um the third Christmas I'll the third full year I'll have this PS PS four and this is the most I've had it on cons- no, I, no I actually, know This is not the most I've had it on consecutively. Um, when, when I, when I, when I, you know, buy the baseball games or Madden, you know, for the download, you got to keep it on a billion hours. But to this, you know, this is one of the biggest times I've had it on. Normally, it's just for an hour or max hour and a half, two hours. But eight straight hours, so it's probably not gonna be turned on again until tomorrow. Let it, let it, let let it cool down there for a good twelve, fourteen plus hours. You know, it wasn't it wasn't overheating, but it was hot. It was the hottest I've I've ever felt it. So PS4, stand alive, be strong. <laughs> but uh, it was it was really really interesting. You know, watching watching the whole thing, hear hearing the content. You know. Of course, of course, you knew Michael K and, and Bob Costas would deliver, right? wh those, those, when you see the list, even though those are all great guests, those are truly the names that you're you you know are gonna bring it. Um, but Marley, she started it off. She was great. She was she was fantastic. Oh, also another guy on that I never heard of before, but his name is Eno something. He's a you know he he apparently does 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 work for baseball. He's an insider too. He covers teams, but he 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 was fantastic as well. Um, but just you know you know you know passing was funny. Uh, him and him, him passes I think stayed the longest. Then then Michael K and Marley, and then everyone else was pretty much 20, 25 minutes around there. But it was it was really good. It was it was fun, it was fun stuff. You know, uh, and it was it was really exciting. Did you check out any of it all today? Um, I checked the Michael K one. That was actually pretty
1: cool. I mean, Jeff passion.
0: have two wonderful guests, um, one is agent, another one is, you know, she does all sports, former soccer player, does a great thing with the Wizards, and I think it will be very interesting. Hi Alexis, um, what what made you become an agent and start your own clientele?
1: Um, I'm actually, I refer to myself as a manager. I'm not quite an agent. Um, I do not negotiate the contract for like my athletes in a sense.
0: Okay. I
1: handle life. Um, yes, I handle life outside of their craft as I call it. Um, I've always worked in sports, had a career in sports. Never thought I would actually be a manager, Um, and I moved back home to Virginia. My dad got sick. He had to have triple bypass, so I got out of sports to move back home, and I was thinking, gosh, I gave up, you know, one of my dream jobs at the time. I was working for ING, you know, but I wanted to be closer to him, and so... While I was here, I ended up connecting with some athletes that I went to high school with. And I became a, I became um, their community relations person. I would handle all of their camp clinics, um, donations, anything they wanted to do. And eventually it became, well, can you do X, Y, and Z? Can you get me here? And I became the role of their manager. Um, I have to thank Mike Scott of the Sixers a lot. He was really the first big client to, um, believe in me, but we went to high school together. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, Alexis, this is James, the other half of the sports dude, that's actually pretty cool that Mike Scott helps you out, man, that's, that's awesome. So I have to yeah. ask, being a manager, being a manager is actually great. you know, you're, you're managing clients, um, take us through a day-to-day, like, what's it like managing your clients sports? Um, so, pretty much, yeah, it is. I always tell, uh, it's funny when I talk to students that undergrad or in graduate school and they're trying to seek um, their career in this role, if this is something they want to do, I always tell them, every day is really different. That sounds cliche, but every day is really, really different because you never know what could happen, right? Anything could happen. Um, I laugh and joke because one time... Um, I forgot who tweeted it, Tuesdays are like cut days in the NFL. So, like, my guys that I had in the NFL, it was always like Tuesday is like that heart day of like, please don't call me with bad news. Don't call me on Tuesday at all. Like, call me on Wednesday and then I know everything is good. But um, typically, I get up. I um, I do check social media first just in case something happened while I was sleeping. Um, but my guys and, girl and women are pretty good with not you know, tweeting out anything crazy. Um, I get on, I check my emails, I go through. um, Of course, for a variety of reasons, I get interest all the time from people wanting to collaborate, people want brand ambassadors. Um, You know, I have to see what the right fit is a lot of times with those sponsorship and brand opportunities. So I spend a lot of my day just going through those emails and figuring out um, what the next step is. Like, of course, you know, right now I'm doing holiday drives because it's the holiday season. So, um, like Mike, he's off the camp. I'm handling all of his holiday stuff. Um, of course, he, I have to make sure he's all good when he gets to Philly. Um, you know, I have a ESPN producer. You know, I make sure she's good every day. Um, I have a variety of um, clients. So it's different. I have a celebrity chef. She was just in one of her clients who's a rapper video. So that was, a, that was something today because the video dropped. So every day looks kind of different depending on what's going on.
0: And then you also manage Kelsey, who we've had on the show a couple times. How did you and her get together?
1: Yes. Yeah, so we actually have a mutual friend. And the mutual friend said... Uh, you know kelsey i think alexis would be great for you and um we met we instantly clicked and it's been a pleasure to have kelsey kelsey is uh a, a renowned um broadcast journalist um of course she works for the washington football team which is amazing um and so that's created a ton of opportunities for her um so i'm always you know working to make sure she has brand partnerships that fit with her fit with her so it's great um coming into 2020, I had zero female clients, and now I have three, so I'm actually, well, four, so I'm actually happy. So the pandemic has been good to me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's fantastic, man. Listen, I know it's weird to say in these weird times about how a pandemic can benefit, but hey, um, it is what it is. Um, the, um, There's now a point to Brian Woodhurst about the NBA could be the first League to have to manage widespread use of the COVID vaccine and convince players to be safe they be begin working on yet another unprecedented scenario have you heard has Mike told you about this and this was just reported um, of, um on a couple of hours ago by by the great Brian Winters and if so um, how would you manage that I have not heard about it um nothing has been um Sent to us specifically yet it could be something that's being talked about. Um, I am happy that the NBA has um, offered to test anyone that they live with, right? Um, of course, unlike yes. you know, I always say the NBA is the standard um, because you know the NFL, of course, they couldn't bubble, but they're not testing their family members. And I think it's a huge. I think it's good that they're going to test them because you know a lot of these players don't live in those cities, um, and then if they're and travel there, you want to make sure everyone's safe because if somebody in their family is sick, that potentially hurts your player and brings damn player. So, I, I, you know, I've always been incredibly proud of the NBA for what they're doing, even with the bubble and testing and making sure the guys, um, you know, have everything they could have in the bubble. They allow their families to come in the bubble. So, it, it was really, you know, good. I would say if they're going to try a vaccine, I'm. I would hope that it's somewhat safe, um, but you know you you don't want to put your player in a situation where something could be unhealthy for them.
0: So especially especially with the N- NBA season um, co- coming up, and I'm sure you think of all the people you manage. You know, number one, but you know you do do you ever just say okay? You know, right now, since it's close to NBA, I got to make sure Mike settled first before I worry about the rest of my clients.
1: Um, well, so, it, you know, when you are a manager and you manage multiple people, it's all about time management. You don't want anyone else to feel less than. So um, I would say I try to have time management, you know. I have, I deal with a lot of timelines, so, of course, you knew what the timeline was for um, the NBA going back to camp, so you try to make sure in advance that things are okay, like, is your is your house there okay? Do you need anything? Do you need to ship a car there? You know, what is your schedule going to look like when you get there? Um, and so, like, for Mike, a lot of times, life gets easier when he's there, um, just because, He's focused on that, and I don't have to worry about him too much because that's his craft. I just make sure anything on the outside of life is going okay. So I just build those partnerships while he's focusing on the game. Um, I try to make sure his family is good, but I also maintain um, my other clients, my relationship with them because they're still important to me. So it's really a lot of time management and making the best use of your time. So some days I could have worked 13, 14 hours, and some days I should work two hours. What, what, do you, what, what do you, what's the most rewarding thing in, in sports management? What do you think is most rewarding you get from your job? Because I feel like in sports management, there's a lot of self-gratitude and a lot of self-happiness from this job, so what do you get out of this? Um, I truly, truly, um, get happiness out of any opportunity that brings positive light to my clients or, um, like with Kelsey, it, 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 was, it brought tears to my eyes almost to see her finally be able to announce she was going to be able to, she'd be hosting two shows for the Washington football team because that's one of her goals, um, you know, For Mike, it was bringing, uh, he had a Hive event. We had Red Bull sponsor back um, right during All-Star break. We had this huge party for all of his fans. Um, To see him be able to, you know, um, relate to his fans and, you know, some of them be so happy to be in that space with him, that brings me so, it brings me so much joy. I um, often say my slogan for my company is executing plays on demand. I always say, they tell me what they want. They call the play, I draw it out, and I make it happen. So anytime I can accomplish and check off the box for any of them, it truly, truly brings me so much joy. Because um, I have some guys that are overseas, so it makes it a little tough, but I try to pull things off for them too.
0: They're um, like, they're like. Go ahead, go ahead. May, Maybe COVID makes it a little more challenging, but do you prefer... To be in the same city per per that client you're handling, or or do you or or do you handle all from whatever area and you're, you're just in and, and and you only fly out if it's necessary.
1: I I work for where I, from where I'm located, and it's easier to fly out to them when they need me. Um, it, you know, I can't live with everybody. I'm one person. So I try to make the best use out of when I need to go somewhere. Um, I will say in the beginning when COVID happened and, you know, we got shut down, it was kind of like, I get to relax because I am a mother. And so um, it's just my oh. daughter and I. And so, so, like, I got to relax. And I'm like, okay, I can chill out. I can relax. Um, I do miss traveling now because I'm used to being on the go, but um, my daughter plays for our league soccer team, so we had to travel about four weekends this fall, which was really interesting um, because I have been afraid to go out. I really don't go out, um, but it, it was good to go because I'm used to being on the go, so um, it's, it's good. I can work from wherever I am, which is a blessing. I don't need to be there with
0: them. That's good.
1: You're like, you're like you're like Alexis, you're like you're like the Patrick Mahomes, of management. You just be making plays and just be executed. Like, that's like, you're, you're like the Mahomes. Like you got you got the barrier. You got you got the vote level sets of Mahomes that's how yes, it is. Yes, yes. Go hop on the plane and go. Hop on the plane and go. You, you know you gotta make moves sometimes. <laughs> Listen, I am gonna need I'm gonna need you to manage me, man. Dang, I'm gonna need you to manage me. <laughs> hey, come
0: on the I got y'all. I got y'all. You know I
1: got y'all. Yeah. We like <laughs> but, that, we like but, that. Um, we like that now, but but, but now with, with 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 the with the vaccine announced that it's gonna be distributed now. Because we just cause we got word of it and now you're gonna see leagues like the NBA and just announced the NHL is gonna be administering COVID-19 um 19 vaccines to its players. Do you think that um and this is more not like this is more like a general question, do you think people are gonna are gonna to want to take it? Because I'm hesitant as hell. I'm one of those guys that is very skeptical. I'm like, I want y'all to take it. You take it first, and then let me know how it is, and then I'll see if I want to take it. So how is that going to play? With, how is that going to play to manage? So it's interesting because I, 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 this this year, it was the first year um, that I got a flu vaccine. Didn't do it. Never really did it. Um, my daughter gets sick. Um, I got it when I was pregnant with her. That one time, that's really it. Um... And, of course, this is not like the flu. Like, it's a little different from the flu because we don't know the side effects. And that's one of my concerns when, you know, I know the doctors have really been working around the clock to try to get a vaccine. But we know the typical timeline for a vaccine, to be clear, usually takes anywhere from a year and a half to three years. And so... You just, you don't know what the side effects are. And so we don't know what the side effects are to having COVID either, like the long-term side effects. And so, you know, you become hesitant of, okay, you know, what's going to happen? I know, I saw a list one time somebody posted on social media, not sure if it's true or not, of like side effects to one of the drugs they were trying to pass. And it was like 50 things. And you're looking at it like, I mean, I could have a stroke okay, you know, I can have dyslexia, like, you know, all of these different wide variety of things, and you're, like, concerned, because if you have a stroke, and it's one of my clients, that could be damaging to their career, Um, and so, you know, you just have to be very cautious, and I know they want to do the best they can, and I think what I think people want to do, because we saw the last, the last, well, the last three presidents say they're going to take the vaccine in front of the American people. And it's kind of like, but you're going to be, you're going to live. They're going to make sure you live. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of, I'm very hesitant, of course, you know, whenever, if they have to take it, we will of course review all the guidelines, the side effects, talk about it, um, talk to the position, their own personal position and the team position, and just, you know, kind of go from there to see what the long-term, um, Affects could be if they can tell us anything. I think it's going to be hard to make it mandatory, just in a sense that people have different beliefs. Um, and, you know, for religious reasons. Not you know, not to mention for a variety of reasons. So, it's just it's going to be interesting.
0: Now, do you consider yourself 76er and Washington football team fans, or are you just Mike and Kelsey fans?
1: So, you almost put a dagger in my heart. I'm a Cowboys fan, so I can never. (laughs) So, uh, I support Kelsey, um, and we text a lot and joke a lot. And um, Mike, you know, he's a Washington fan, so he will FaceTime me at the end of a game, and I'm like, what? Right? Like, I know what you're calling me for, and, like, this year I can say, like, you're supposed to beat us. You're calling me a bragging. you're supposed to beat us, right? Like, you're really supposed to beat us. We are terrible. And so, you know, they'll joke with me. And so um, I I am a Sixers fan. Um, I support them. I cannot be a Washington fan. I am sorry. I cannot do it. Uh, my <laughs> condolences. My condolences. I am so sorry for the terrible season of the Dallas Cowboys. I, My heart bleeds for you. Bleeds for you. It's ya. okay. Look, uh-huh. I have been a Cowboys fan all my life. So, you know, I've seen us win championships, and I've seen us be terrible when we had Quincy Carter. So I, I've lived these days already. So it's it's cool. Like, at least we have a reason because our quarterback is not there when you're terrible and your team is intact is another thing. But our whole conversation is right. This year. Like, I just want to let you year. know. I just to let you know that even when Dak was there, you were still terrible. So I, I just want to like, I mean, whether you had Dak or didn't have Dak, yeah, yeah we're not going anywhere. And Dak's going to be one forty-five million dollars. I say, pay the man. Pay the man is oh money. Uh-huh. I'm all the players getting paid. I think Zach is great. He's fantastic. Look what's happening without him. Give Zach all the money. I am all for it. Give give him him the money. money. I, I do agree. As I sit here and I've, wa- I've watched in Cam Newton, he just threw a pick six, and I was really hoping he had a good game tonight. But, um, yes, I agree. I am all for Paydac, his money. He is truly deserving of it. You see how disastrous we are of a team. Um, and I'm also a believer in if Carson Wentz got paid all that money, why can't that? Exactly. Exactly. Phoenix pay back. Is money.
0: All right, all right, all right, all right. Million. I, I, I heard enough of James's lies. It's time for me to bring some honesty out here in, in the air. James is a giant fan. He does not care about the Cowboys at all. He was being a hundred percent sarcastic. There has been billions of time on this podcast to where he knocked down Dak. So don't let. Don't let what he's saying fool you.
1: Oh, it doesn't matter. Look, look, that doesn't matter because I'm still believing he needs to be paid. I'm, call, I'm all for fooled. I mean, go. it doesn't matter to me, but... He hasn't like, even took them... Too the he hasn't even bad. took them to a I, title game. all I'm saying. Look, all I'm saying right now is nobody in the division can talk trash. As a whole, we should be embarrassed as a division.
0: So that is true. The, 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 the NFC no, least not, is horrible. Not, not, wait, wait.
1: Not okay. necessarily. One team, one team just oh upset the undefeated team. And another team went on going in Seattle and beat Seattle. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. How many games have we won? Has anybody won five games yet? No. The Giants. No, two teams. I mean, come and on. Come like, let's be realistic right now. <laughs> we are
0: all <laughs> to be embarrassed. James, she is right, James. She is right. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, bro. Listen, listen.
1: It's a, it's a it's a trash division but guess what somebody's gotta be winning that division if i would rather be golden trash then guess what call me Willie Walked in to chop the back because I got the golden thing it's fine it's fine look win the division to lose the first round and come and sit on the couch with us it's all cool it's all cool
0: hey I mean yeah I, and, and so that's what facts with, right with a now facts listen have fun yeah. with a no it's cool no Alexa's
1: <laughs> all right. right We're probably going to lose in the first round. That's fine. But you know what? Have fun with a top five pick and not get it right because Jerry Jones is too ego-driven to do anything for his team. So you know what? Hey. Hey, you know what? I'll take the playoffs. It's cool that I haven't seen the team in the playoffs. The Giants haven't won anything. I haven't won a playoff game since their last football run. And when they made the playoffs, Odell Beckham Jr. took them on a stupid boat trip and showed them over. So you know what? It's time, man. I'm tired. I'm tired of the jokes. Tired. Tired. It's Giants season, baby. It's Giants season, baby. I'm the golden head of the (laughs) Cash It's okay, it's
0: okay, it's okay. James, you do know the jokes <laughs> will still continue when they lose the first round of the playoff games this year, right? They'll still continue. All that winning, all that winning just for an extra three hours of football, that's exactly what people will say.
1: Yep. Yeah. I do I mean, I will say this. Um, You know, we get a top five ticket. It's going to be interesting because we've had, you know, some Soft coaches. Mike McCarthy is a little outspoken, so it'll be interesting to see how that draft pick goes because they may butt heads on how it goes. So it'll be very interesting to see. Absolutely. And when you are a Philadelphia Sixers fan, there have been rumors about James Harden wanting to also join the Sixers. He listed team. the teams as the Nets, Sixers, Bucks, and Heat. As a Sixer fan, would you want James Harden? Because obviously you're going to have to give up Ben Simmons and they're going to keep Joel Embiid. Would you be fine with having Joel, and, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons on your – sorry, Joel Embiid and James Harden on your team as opposed to Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid? I think um, personally I, I you have to look at fit and structure, right? And I think um, yeah. Doc Rivers has been a great coach. Even when he was with the Clippers, I think – He has put is putting the pieces together, and so when you get Harden, it kind of divides up what you were building this off season, right? Um, Just in the sense of do you put Harden with you know with Seth because you know it's just it's it's a different concept. So I think you go away from what I what you think he's building, right? Um, I'm not sure if it'd be a good hit fit for them. So you know it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm 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 happy he finally showed up to camp. I guess you know, and that's another thing. Do you want to deal with that when somebody's unhappy? Because he could come there and be unhappy in a month.
0: Man, yeah. Joel Joel Embiid is so outspoken. James Harden is so crazy. You're giving you'd be giving up a younger player, a more athletic player. A more controllable player. The the Philadelphia 76ers yeah. should not do it. If I'm a 76er fan, I do not want James Hardy. I do not. He purposely went to a birthday party just so he wouldn't have to go to the facility right away. He has to he has to take six consecutive negative tests just to be allowed to practice. So he's clearly showing if no one massages him. If if he doesn't get exactly what he wants, he'll do whatever it takes to mess it up. And sure, Doc Rivers can he, he, he can control a little bit of that. But, come on, James Harden is not getting you a championship. Sure, will they get to the playoffs and win 35, 40 games? Okay, cool. Will they get to the second round of the playoffs? Yes, but that's where they're at now. So you want to go past that. So if a team like the Bucks, that that may be better for them. A team like the Nets, that may be better for them. But Joe Joe yeah. is not shutting up James Harden. So if, the 76ers should not do it. Yeah,
1: I think it be very I mean, it, it will be very interesting to see if that happens, but I'm going with I think Doc has the pieces that he wants right now. Um, speaking of, um, speaking of, uh, one thing that I am interesting with them, that I'm seeing in the NBA is everyone wants to crown the on the Lakers as the team to beat. I don't think the Lakers are going to repeat, especially out west. Um, you look at a team like Denver. There, that team is big and long. You look also in the East. You got you got the Nets with K with K being fiery. Kyrie. You got the Heat who was a fifty who just reached the NBA the um the the NBA finals. Um, if you had if you had to take a guess, a team more likely to win a championship is the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Nets. Like, and, and, or or any team that I not that I'm not just list. Who do you think is gonna? You know, this thing I call a preseason prediction. Who do you think is gonna win it all in the NBA? Ooh, and I can't name any of the teams you just said. Ooh. yeah, yeah. It can't be the it can't be the Lakers. It can't be the Nets. It can't be the Bucs. So it's basically the Heat and everybody else. That's just too easy. Ah, I'm going to pick the Sixers. I got to do that. I'd be going to get one of the It's like being a Cowboys fan. We're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> We're going to win the Super Bowl. This is our year, guys. <laughs> We're still going to win the Super Bowl. We're still going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I understand why Stephen A. Smith don't like, like, get the Nord Cowboys, a fans. Just after the season is over, y'all be coming back. Well, you know you're gonna win the next year, right? You know what's on you next year, right? Like, come on, man. Come on. Election, 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 election. You are a woman of strong character. You are great. Why would why would you think that the Cowboys are trying to win? Why? You, you, you know they're not gonna win the Super Bowl. You know, you know that I they couldn't even win a division that was terrible.
0: Come on. Hey, we're gonna win the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, uh, James, 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 James. Go ahead. Again, again, there, there are, there are stupid, delusional Giant fans who, who think this team is gonna win the Super Bowl. Every fan base no. has has a selected group of stupid people, okay, it's, it's, it's blind, I'm not stupid now, no, 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 I'm I'm not saying that, I'm, I'm just saying there's, there's blind loyalty, and you're gonna ride with your team no matter what, Bengals fans, right, they know their team ain't gonna do nothing, but, but they hype it up every Sunday, and, and, and that's what they hope for. Look at Jets fans this year. Ever since week seven now, they're wanting their team to lose. They're rooting for it. When they score touchdowns, they cry. So, so there's, there's foolish people in every fan base. And you know there are dumb Giant fans that think this team could do something. So don't, don't pick on Alexis for being loyal. Listen, <laughs> I'm a Giants fan, and I'm just happy that they have a chance for the division. But there's no way, but there's no way that the Giants will win the Super Bowl? Listen, They'll listen, make, make the playoffs. They have a chance to make the playoffs. You'll, you'll play one more That's game right. Past the Cowboys, right. and the Cowboys will get a better draft pick. So that means the Cowboys win. Okay. They, they 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 beat all right. the Giants.
1: So all right. Look, before, before 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 anything, I just want to let you know. Who was making the pick for the Cowboys? Who was making that pick? If it's if it was it was Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones? If, if it's Jerry Jones, I don't care who the Cowboys pick. They got to to stick anyway. If it wasn't for Stephen Jones, it's up picking Zach Martin, the Giants, and the Cowboys were drafted Johnny Menzel.
0: What about CeeDee Lamb? They picked CeeDee Lamb. They got that right. This is flawed logic. Jerry Jones picked. Yeah, I mean. You're just a hater. You're drinking that hater in the
1: Sure, 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 fine, whatever, but I, I do like some C-Lam. I think out of, like, c Lamb rugs and Just Dewey, stop and picking C-Lam, on Alexis,
0: you clown! She- Listen, okay. the point is, is
1: that unless Mike McCarthy is making that pick, if it's Jerry Jones making the pick, then I don't care who the Cowboys pick. I don't care who. I give Jerry Jones this c lamb. is a good pick. I like the pick, I think it's fantastic, but other than that, no, I mean, Trayvon Diggs is not that good, I'm just saying, look, at the end of the day, Cowboys fans are loyal no matter how annoying Cowboys fans are, because even in New York and New Jersey, there's a whole bunch of Cowboys fans, and that's just how it is, alright, go ahead, Nick.
0: Alright, well... <laughs> Jesus Christ, some people. Um, So, we're, we're a big fan of women in sports on this podcast. Um, And obviously, a couple of weeks ago, you know, Sarah Fuller became the first woman in the Power 5 Conference to suit up and start. Um, you know, the game obviously got canceled last week. So, if they play this week, it will be our second game on um, the Miami Marlins. Hired Kim Ming as their general manager. The first... The first female general manager in at least North American sports. Because I'm not sure what's going on in, in other countries like that. So, what's what's your thoughts when two women like that make such big break, breaking breaking barriers? I I
1: love to see women breaking glass ceilings. of course, as a woman in sport, um, and have raising a daughter in sports it's always good to see. Um, the glass ceiling break. Um. You know, even though we're in 2020, right, and we're still having first, it gives me hope that we are going in the right direction. Um, I'm just super thankful we are allowed to have those opportunities. Um, now, if we can get some of the pay going correctly for women in sports, that would be amazing, yes. too. But yes. right now, it's, it's, it's good. You know, um, my parents had two girls. My sister is um, one of the top associate ADs at Dartmouth in the Ivy League. Oh, nice. And then there's me. I'm the baby. Nice. And so, um, you know, people often used to walk in our house and they'd be like to my dad and my mom, oh, you have boys. And they're like, no, nope, we had two <laughs> girls because we have a ton of brothers everywhere, right? And it was just, you know, they were a firm believer in letting her play a sport. Um, Sport teaches you so many things. Um, you know, not saying if you don't play a sport that you won't learn anything, but I, I if without playing sports, I know I would not be the woman I am today. And we here appreciate that. Um, we're just so glad that we have strong women that are in sports because we believe that women belong in sports. I think the pay, and, that, and that's the one thing that pisses me off, the pay needs to be equal because women can do the job. And then it's proven that they can do a kick, a kick butt job. You're seeing Kelsey kicking it with the Washington Football franchise. You're you seeing you Tim getting getting an opportunity with the Miami Marlins. You're you're seeing a lot of women whether it's announcing in the NHL, announcing a football game in the NFL, taking jobs in sports. That you're seeing a change, and I want to I want this to continue to know that women belong in sports should be in sports and I, Me and Nick are totally behind women in sports, and we're so proud that you're in that field. Yes, I love it that y'all are so supportive. I appreciated it, and that was one of the main reasons I wanted to come up here, because you are so supportive, and it takes men to be influential in this process, to, um, for them to understand the importance of women being in this sport, because I've sat in rooms where I've been the only woman, and sometimes it's not fun, but um, it, it's great to continue to see that glass ceiling breaking.
0: And then, especially for you being a mother, right? You know, of, of of a daughter, and 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 it's good for her to see women thriving because that could make her think, okay, you know what? Maybe it's not just for boys. You know, if I want to play football, you know, I I can do that if if I wanna run a business, own a business, I I can do that. If yep. if if in her eyes or or in in your eyes growing up as a little girl, if you saw just only men doing everything, would you think it's possible that you could do it when when you were grown up?
1: Um, so it it's it, um I came from a strong uh, family, uh, we have a lot of strong women, right, in my family. And so they were hard on us to say, whatever you want to do, you can do it. Whatever you're going to do. And so I'm, I'm thankful that they always believed in us. Um, but also seeing them um, um, be powerful women was helpful. You know, my mom, she was a principal of a magnet program. My grandmother, she just passed away in July she was a huge civil rights leader. She founded Chapters here in Virginia for the NAACP. She's originally from New York and um, been a lot of there for the New York NAACP. So I had women in front of me um, fighting the fight to make life easier for me. And so witnessing that was very, very, very helpful to me. And I'm hoping that between my sister and I and everyone else, my daughter can see that she can do anything. And when that is an awesome thing, and I'm, I'm really glad that is because because if, if girls see other women doing that, it gives them hope that they can do it. Because in, in life, there's going to be adversity, and unfortunately, with women, it's always adversity. There's always the loser guy that's always on social media, with less, less than hundred followers that wanna that wanna like say some stupid stuff credit women and I'm glad that we have strong women like you that can fuck the trend and saying listen we, we're we not going to let you belittle us we're not going to let you stop us because we're coming whether you like it or not It's either get with it or get lost right and it's funny that you still have people that you know you'll have men that'll try to try your intelligence and it's like really Come on now. Like, are we still here? Like, we see how far your brain thinks, right? Like, it just (laughs) baffles me to still see we have to fight that. And it's funny, you know, because even, you know, having an NBA player and an NFL player, I've had people in my mentions to say, you know, well, what did you do to get there? And it's like, what do you mean, what did I do? Like, I went to school, I educated myself, I won all the work in sports, that's how I got here. And it's it's amazing to think that they think otherwise, and I don't deserve to
0: be there. Over more, over the last three weeks, right, Sarah has gained a lot of followers on Twitter and Instagram. But more importantly, Instagram, you know, because let's let's face it, it's not, I guess... As monitored, as closely as Twitter is. So, just just like it was either today or yesterday, I'm not sure. But, she posted a picture of her and her sister. And they were just at the beach and in bikinis. And some loser says, oh my god, I want to hit that. And, it's like, why would you do that? You damn well know. You would not say that to her in person. Right? You, you a few months ago, you, you had an old man complain about Maria Teller for showing her shoulders in the outfit. You know? Yeah. And, and there's so many things. So, when you take a picture or when you go out on an occasion, whether it be a date night or just you and your family, do you be extra careful with what you're wearing so that you won't, you know, see... see See those possibly stupid comments.
1: Unfortunately, yes, it, it, it's unfortunate that we still have double standards, right? In this, uh, we're in twenty twenty. Um, but I honestly, I bear, I am always cautious of anything and everything that I, I I have, and when I take pictures, and okay, don't stand this way because you don't want somebody to think you're trying to show off your booty. You know what I'm saying? It's like. It, it's very, you have to be very cautious and you walk a fine, fine line. And it, it, it's hard, right? And I'm also, um, my mother is a pastor, too, so she was oh. a principal and a pastor. So I've oh, wow. That life of, um, you know, I know how it feels to always be looked at and judged, Right. And so, um, I had to learn growing up, you know, when you're a a preacher's kid, you know, they believe in, okay. if you're confident in yourself, be confident. Don't let anybody tear you down, right? And so, I've learned to be confident. I've also learned sometimes you have to watch how you wear things, you know? I can't look crazy out here because I also represent my clients.
0: Girl, that is true. Growing, bro. hold hold up. Gr- growing up and and you know being being a young woman with a mother as a pastor was was it hard? You know, going going through dating, knowing that you may have to act a certain way because because your mother, you know, works for God.
1: Um, I will say this. You know, everybody always says like preachers' kids are the worst kids or whatever, right? And I, I did not have to live a sheltered life. Uh, my parents, you know, show, you know, because I think what happens a lot of times, and I'm not judging anybody, you know, sometimes they live a sheltered life and they don't know. Um, we had some people that judge us, judged my parents for saying, like, you let your kids play sports. Like, when do they have time to play sports? They should be in church. And it's like, you know, God is always going to protect us. God put sports in our life. Uh, For a reason and they were very open to letting us play sports and so we were very cultured and we knew a lot that was going on and so I am very grateful that I had my parents right and they were there to show me all of this and not keep me one direction and um, I'm still very much active in the church with my mom I help her our church actually burned down. It was struck by lightning in August, and oh, we're wow. starting to rebuild this month. Wow. So, you know, I'm trying to help her get through that process. And so I am still very much active. My daughter is active, but we also do a lot of other things. You know, uh, my friends often joke because they say, you know, we went to the Christmas NBA game. Like, we've done, my daughter has done a ton of stuff, you know. We went to Hall of Fame when she was six months old. So she has this picture of her sitting on the Hall, the NFL Hall of Fame stage in Canton, Ohio, at her six months old. So it's like, what are you gonna do to impress her when you're 21 trying to date, right? <laughs> so it's like you gotta, you know, people went lived a very all around life, and as have I, and you know, you still want them to know God in an aspect or a high being or whatever you believe in, right? And so I'm just thankful. They didn't live. They didn't keep me sheltered, and I'm not keeping her sheltered. Uh, absolutely. Um. Before I get to rapid fire, this is the last. This is the biggest question I have to ask. And um, you have a lot. No, 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 no. It's actually a good one. Um, you had a lot of influences, especially in your in your line of sports. Um, can you share two or some of your biggest influences? In- um. Yes, I can. So one of my mentors, she's been a great mentor, is um, Latonya Story. She's actually worked for Vic. She's the publicist to Maria Taylor. She has a ton of clients. She's my mentor. I love her to death. She is amazing. Um, My godmother was actually the athletic director at my college, and so um, I got to witness her. um, And so I... uh, I would also like to give recognition to Mr. Ben Sutton. He founded ISP, which turned into IMG. Um, He's been amazing. Um, I can still call him up this day and talk to him, and so I keep in touch with him. Um, But I've had amazing women influences. Of course, my sister is older than me. She's worked in sports all of her career, and now she's one of the top people in charge at Dartmouth Athletics, so it's, it's, it's really good to see. Awesome. And now this is where the part of the show where it gets fun. We're going to go into some rapid fire. So, okay. I'm, so you ready? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with football. Who you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Oh, I'm going to have to go with Mahomes. I'm pretty sure they're going to get back. There we go. Nick Lugger. I mean, but there's going to be a close. I think the Seahawks, if they get it back together, they may be right there too. But I I think it's going to be Mahomes. If the Seahawks can beat the Giants, I'm sure. (laughs) But uh, speaking of, of, all right. So somebody got to win that terrible division. And so far, the only two teams leading that division is the Giants and the football team. I know that you, you would go, you would probably lean towards the football team because of Kelsey, but who would you think is going act to actually win the division? The Giants or the football team? I'm going to have to go with the Giants because I refuse to say the football team will win a uh, division. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> That's
0: fair.
1: I, is Alex Smith Is Alex Smith the automatic comeback player of the year? Oh yes, I just think and only because of his horrific injury, I think he is the one. And, um, and he was the, not the starter at the beginning of the year, so let's not let's not forget that part either. Here, here's a funny question: Who's a bigger dumpster fire, the New York Knicks or the New York Jets? Oh my gosh! It can't be a sign. <laughs> no, <still> guys, man. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like they're both turds, and you gotta pick which turd is less smelly. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm gonna go, shit Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Um. Is LeBron James gonna win the MVP this year? No. There we go. We like that. And the big question. Last one. Who you got winning the NFL MVP? Mahomes or Rogers? Neither. I'm going with Russell. He's never won when he deserves it. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that I, I respect. I respect that. Wait, I lied. One quick one. Um, who uh, who would you take right now? Tom Brady oh, or Patrick Mahomes? Oh, I'm gonna pick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. And that is how we're going to end Rapid Tire. <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick, man, listen, listen, Nick's a Patriot fan, so when you say Mahomes, it, it hurts his soul, and seeing Nick going, oh my God, and being upset, it, it warms my heart, it really
0: does. Oh, I'm sorry. No, oh
1: no, God. no, it's okay, it's, okay it's right <laughs> now.
0: I don't blame you, I, I blame him because he asked this question, he Look, asked this question I, I, I really to every hope person. you're not
1: watching this game.
0: I, I, unfortunately, unfortunately I am, but, 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 I've seen six championships over the last 20 years, I've seen many, 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 many wins, so, you know what, if we have one bad season or two or three bad seasons over the next couple years, it's gonna be okay you know i've i've got to drink a lot of champagne and 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 buy buy a lot yeah. of championship gear so it's okay um two two more last questions for me and then we'll get you out of here um you know with with the vaccines coming you know maybe maybe the first half of the nba season there might not be fans there might but not be fans. if that happens and they allow family and few representatives representation to watch the game and, and if Mike asked you to go, would you go to, to be able to say you got to watch a game with without anybody else?
1: Um I didn't go to the bubble. <laughs> and I mean it um I don't know. Um, it, it, it would be, it, it would be, I would be, so personally, I probably would want to go just from a standpoint to be in an arena by yourself with like 10 other people, right? Right. Um. But, you know, I think I can pass on not going. As long as I have lead pass and all the channels on my TV, I'm good to go because he knows I'm going to get a, he's going to get a text from me if he plays off <laughs> well, <laughs> well and, Alexis. No, no, I, I got say. one more
0: relax. And uh all right. All right. Bri- Brianna Stewart got the SI cover last week and a lot of people were were upset at that. And they thought that it should have been a black woman, any black woman, it didn't matter who. Did, did that upset you as well?
1: Um, so personally, um, of course you always think, I think it's one of those things like MVP, right? Um, you think somebody else is willingly and deserved it, um, and should have got it, but I'm going to take the win for women, in a sense, because it was a woman, Um, if it had been a man, you know, it'd be different. I'm at least happy that they recognize a female and I can be happy with saying that, um, could have been somewhere else? There's a ton of other women we could have put on that cover, but I'm going to take, I'm going to be happy with the win. Sometimes, you know, you have to take a win in a battle because it's a war. It's a long game. Okay. So we're still, we're still trying to push the, push the needle. It's the end game. It's the end game, Alexis. Take the end game, man. There's battles you gotta take, but we in it for the war. And we gotta say, listen, uh, Alexis, I'm so glad that you came on here. I'm so glad you had fun. We had a good time here. This was fantastic. And look, man, yes. we, we might need we, we might need you to manage us, man. We, we might need <laughs> a manager, man. We might need you. <laughs> well, holler at me one day. I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> yes, man. <ma'am. laughs>
1: Absolutely. Take care. All right, bye-bye. That's a question. And first off, um, all thoughts of Alexis, thank you for coming on. Um, Mahomes, they, they would brought up a point about consistency about Patrick Mahomes. And now I'm going to be serious. Like, Mahomes has to be a level of consistency, and he hasn't had a rival. So my question to you is two questions. Number one, do you think Mahomes can continue this level of consistency? And number two... Do you think Mahomes, if he continues this record, he has all the quarterback records—passing yards, touchdowns, completions but he gets maybe three or four rings. Would he be in the whole conversation?
0: His consistency of what he's already accomplished now—meaning, meaning, meaning yeah. he wins the division every year, meaning he gets to at least the title game every year. Yes. 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 He
1: gets to at least the AFC Championship game every, like, every year. Like, he gets to at least, like, Brady's record. He gets to nine AFC Championship games. And he's consistently winning the division. And he's getting at least four MVPs.
0: That will make him Dynasty level. And that will make him First Foul Hall of Fame level. And that will put him as, you know, that will put him on goal level, will it put him better than Brady? I don't think so. You know, it, it, it just depends. You know, again, it this also, right, because the bar, even though some people may not think it's the bar, the bar for Mahomes, as unfair as it is, if he wants... Huge success. It's the Patriots dynasty. Okay? So, in that bulk of the success was nine or eight straight title games. It is nine Super Bowl appearances. It is six Super Bowl rings. Okay? Andy Reid is not coaching the next 10 to 15 years. That's not happening. You know, unless unless he loses a lot of bit of weight and, and he still... He feels the fire. Oh, oh. So, so, so that part isn't that part isn't happening. Um, you know, again, I'm, 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 for one to where, um, unless he gets five, I'm, I'm not willing to put him close to Brady. Now, if he gets three rings and he does everything else, he's had a great career, but he's not, he's not better than a guy. That won six championships. That's, that's just me. Is, is he great? Yes. Is, is he a goal? Yes. But is he the ultimate goal? No. For, for me, to be close to the consideration of that, he has to do all of that with getting four more championships. He has to be at least within reach. And also, the question is too, is he going to play? Is he going to play Brady's in his 23rd year. Is he going to play 16 more years? 17 more years? It can be the year 2027. Let's just say he he accomplished two more rings and 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 he he has 40 more thousand yards to catch to Brady, right? Maybe he's content with with not doing this every year. Maybe he just wants to because at that time his his daughter will be nine or eight year, nine or eight years old, you know, and and she'll be close to womanhood. Maybe maybe you know maybe he'll have another kid by then. Maybe maybe, maybe that kid will now be three or four, you know, and maybe he'll want to be just a father, and 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 maybe he'll want to go into the booth or just just be just be dad and get to be with his kids, you know. So it it depends on a whole lot of variables. Also, again, does he get hurt? Tom Tom Brady only missed one season. So where's yeah. where's the durability at? With with the amount of money he's making, he's making a big, big, big amount of money. Will, will, he does have a hundred. He has a
1: hundred fifty million dollar insurance policy. Just want to
0: point that out there. Oh, okay, that's that's cool for him, I guess. But that but that has nothing to do with my point that I'm trying to. Like, no, I'm just saying, when you said injuries, it depends. Like, are you talking about, like, an injury that... That's that why you let me finish continuing speaking, and, and then you can... Go ahead. Um, will, will he, they be able to keep guys around him? Kelsey, Hill, etc. There's going to get to a point in time to where he, he's going to be asked to, to take pay cuts. Brady has done that his whole entire time. That That's why they also had the success... So, if he's not taking pay cuts, why would Hill want to do that? Why would Kelsey want to do that? Why would Butker want to do that? Why would anybody that's good on defense want to do that? If Mahomes wants to be selfish, they can be selfish too. And, and then, if they lose a Kelsey, if they lose a Butker, if, if they lose a Hill, if, if, and, and at that time, Hilaire is, is going gonna, is gonna to start to be in the window of getting paid too, right? So... That 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 all comes into little things. So so will will Mahomes want to move money away to where instead of getting paid forty a year, maybe maybe he's asked to get paid twenty seven. Maybe he's asked to get paid thirty one. Would he want to do that to win? Brady didn't care because he knew he'd eventually get the money, so he'd do it to win now. Will Mahomes really be that much of a player and and care like that? We we don't know because if he truly cared now, he wouldn't care about signing this deal now. He would have waited. He he didn't have to get paid now. He didn't. So it's you you gotta see what happens. All right, that
1: that's a fair question, and I I just want to ask because it's a it's a fair and honest question. So that that's all I want to say. So I, I get where you're coming from. I think I think all, all of those are are fair variables and we don't know. We don't know. I just think that Mahomes is playing at such a high level. And, you know, like, it's just that, it's just to me, you look at, like, Aaron Rodgers and you look at Russell Wilson, you've always used the phrase, one and done. Rodgers, oh, he's going to be the next GOAT. He still hasn't gone to a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson, going to be a GOAT. He hasn't gone to a Super Bowl since that box thing he did in, in that Super Bowl, the Patriots, I think my fear is, as great as Mahomes is, and this is where I'm going to say some honest truth, as much as I'm a Mahomes fan, if Mahomes only wins one Super Bowl with his talent, I'll be extremely disappointed. I will be extremely disappointed. You have all the talent, all the weapons, and you only got one Super
0: Bowl out of it? Come on, man. That's also the reason the conversation annoys me. You know why why does he have to be the GOAT right now? Why 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 do people have to think of him chasing Brady right now? It's it's his year four or five in the league, god damn it, man. Again, you know, same same people put all this stuff on on Breeze Wilson and Nan Rodgers. What happened? What happened? What? So there is no guarantee. It's projection. Mahomes could do exactly the rest of the way. There's no guarantee he wins this year's Super Bowl. People that are guaranteeing repeat, you're a fucking moron. You're an idiot. There's no guarantee. It's projection. Again, he could break his ACL tomorrow. No one's wishing on that. But that can happen. He runs a lot. A lot. So, people gotta stop taking... Enjoy the ride while it's happening. Why are you looking too much in the future? Man, it, Tom Brady it took him from his first three rings, it took him ten years to his second set of three rings. Ten yeah. years. He he could have had nine ten championships. But let's let's let reality sink in and stop it. Stop being a homer. People got to stop being annoying. So that's why I get annoyed at you. Like, just enjoy it for what it is. You know? And, st- you know, I guarantee you, he don't care about this right now. He's he's looking in the now. He's waiting to be a father. He's, he's he's focusing on the 2020-21 season. He's trying to win. You know, he, he you got to get to the playoffs first. That Then then you worry about the next rounds as they come. But he ain't thinking about this shit. His brother ain't. His sister ain't. His father ain't. It's it's all these Yahoo media people, and 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 I include you in that because you're like them too. You think of this stupid uh, bullshit. You know you know it's true. You think of it all uh, the time. That's why you bring uh, it up all the time. You do it to annoy me. Uh, you know it's true. Uh, so many people do uh, it, and uh, you just you just gotta stop. The Jordan-LeBron debates, it's stupid. The Brady-Mahomes debate, it's stupid. Enjoy stuff for what it is. Stop being an idiot. Wow, that's tell me how you really feel. I just did. And, and, and if I have to say this until people like you and you just stop talking about it all the time, you know what, I'm going to make you feel stupid every time. Because, wow. because it's it's it just makes people look stupid. It's, it's only his fourth or fifth year in the league. You know, again, what what he's been able to accomplish so far, cool. The pace stuff, oh my God, he's on pace. That's all it is. Paces get broken every time. A year ago, Josh Bell had 72 RBIs at, at All-Star break. He was projected to get 140-something RBIs. He only got 111, I think. And that's still impressive. But but he didn't get the 160-plus he was projected at. He he didn't get the 67, 70 home runs he was projected at. That's all it is. It's projection. For all we know, Mahomes can go the next four weeks with only three touchdowns. It's, and, and that can mess him up in MVP. So people need to literally relax. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I think, um,
1: I think if you look at people, it's, it's expectations. I think people are seeing Mahomes, they're saying with all the weapons that he has, and they're saying that it's going to be great. They don't have to pay the weapon this year, but I believe next year, I think Tyreek Hill is up for a contract extension, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Nah, they're and both locked they're up for the next four or five years.
1: Oh, so then I think it's Hartman then, right? I think it's Hartman. is not locked up.
0: I think it's Honey
1: badgers good for the next two years. Um, but look, like, I think at some point, um, and plus, that's where you got to get drafted. Okay? I mean, they drafted pretty well with um, Edward Hilaire. That's a good pick. I mean, you'll have to worry about And plus, you don't really pay running backs anymore. You don't really pay running backs anymore. Which comes to an interesting uh, question once we um, get Renee on, because I have to ask this question. So... It's an interesting question. You mentioned running backs, so it's very interesting that you say that the whole the Barkley debate is going to is going to come into a head next year. I um, okay. And I'll say this: I I don't know what Barkley's going to be with the Giants long term. I don't know. You don't you don't pick a running back that high in the draft, man. You just will not like, the only time you take a running back that high is
0: if you have the line in place and you have everything and you need a back. Then you take a running back in the first round. Look, look I mean, the Giants, for all we know, could end up franchising him the next three, four years. He, he could end up being miserable or they'll be stupid enough and give him a four or five year deal for for $90 plus million. Who knows, right? Saquon, that that that's that why he has to rehab correctly, and he has to, you know, he he has to whenever he's able to play next season, he has to come out hot, he has to come ready, and you know that's that's he has to get the most money he can get now, because again, if you know he could have a grand career, be talented, and have a bunch of surgeries. And, and he may never make that 70 80 90 million dollars you know what I'm saying so so he has to take care of him Giants fans has to understand that it's a business so if he balls out and and he demands a trade or or, or does a levy on Bell it's 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 part of the business so it it's, it's gonna be better for the Giants you know what get the best you can. And, and get the stink out of your locker room because that's eventually going to happen and people in his camp may tell him to do the right thing but at the end of the day these athletes they want the money they're going to get hypnotized into the fast track life you know and that's you know that's that's it yeah I mean, you
1: kind of figure you kind of figure that's probably going to happen right because you're, you're talking about a lot of money, and especially when you're drafted, when you're slotted in the draft, he's projected to make a lot of money. So now Barkley, he's no for to ask for money because he's injured. But if he comes back next year and proves it, then he, then he's going to be asking for money. So
0: the better he does, the worse it is for Giant fans, unfortunately. If he if he does his rookie year, if he does his rookie year next year, y'all fucked. All right. If he if he does six hundred yards, six touchdowns, that's better for you. That's great. So. But why would
1: but why would Giants fans want Barkley to be terrible? That makes no sense. Like, unless you hate the Giants, unless you just hate the Giants, and if you hate the Giants, I didn't say it was suck
0: for the fans. I I said the reason why it sucked because that's gonna make you lose him. And that's gonna make it and that's gonna make it a lot of rift between the two and then as a fan you're gonna have to pick a side of of who are you backing. You, you you know there will be people that will pick the Giants, you know there will be people that will pick Saquon, it's it's a lose lose situation.
1: Well,
0: we'll cross that road when we get there. Uh So, you must have been very excited when you heard that Russell Westbrook would now be coming to the Wizards. Was it bittersweet that you lost John Wall, or were you just so happy to get Westbrook? Yeah,
2: no, um, I, I think that... Something that stood out to me was the fact that we weren't really sure what was going to happen with John Mullen, with Bradley Bill from the Wizards. Um, but, you know, I think it's a move that makes it. So I was excited. You hate to see players move, but you know that a lot of time is needed for both players being in a different environment. So, yeah. How about you? Um,
1: hey, Renee. Um, Hi. I think. Uh, Long time no talk. Um, I think the move, I, it's hard to say, but I think it's a needed move for both. I think for Westbrook, it's a change of scenery, and he gets to play alongside Bradley Beal. I think for John Wall, he gets to play alongside um, his teammate, his Kentucky teammate, um, DeMarcus Cousins. So I think it's going to be an interesting move. I'm interested to see how both players are going to play then, especially with John Wall dealing with the James Harden situation.
2: Yeah, you know, I think that the biggest thing to me that stood out was the fact that John Wall's been in D.C. for 10 years now. And um, I remember something that stuck stuck with me when LeBron James was talking about just how much Miami helped him in his growth and how leaving Cleveland to go play for Miami um, years back was the opportunity that allowed him to really take that next step in his career. And I think for John Wall specifically having had so many injuries, and, and in my opinion, really maxing out on what he could do in D.C. I think this move is great for a change of scenery, definitely to be Marcus Cousins, but also just to start some fresh. New fan base, new team, with every team, they have a different, uh, different voice, a different personality that they bring. So I think for him coming off of two years of of injuries that kept him off the floor, it's a great chance to start over because essentially that's something that may help in the long run with him coming back from injury. And then I do think for the Wizards, you gain someone who has been playing. You know, Russell Westbrook, in my opinion, the biggest reason why this trade is a benefit and and helps the Wizards is the fact that we really did not know how John Wall was going to come back. There's a lot of question marks around it. You know, we, we have seen videos of him working out, yes. But at the end of the day, he's missed a lot of basketball over the last few years. So, Russell Westbrook is still an all-star caliber player. He still has been playing. He still is a part of a team that was in the playoffs. And has He's been in the playoffs the last few years. So, he is someone that we know coming in, what he's going to bring. Scoring-wise, he's able to average triple-doubles. You know, it's, a, it's more guaranteed. They're similar players, yes, but I think the biggest thing is the health factor. So, that's a huge factor as well.
0: And then, John Wall also went to Houston, of course right right now currently he's paired with James Harden but he's also trying to get out of there so if Harden does leave to to some of the teams he's he's wanting to go to how do you think John Wall will like being in Houston by himself and maybe playing with a bunch of young players without try, you know trying to win right away
2: yeah, I think the sad part is essentially he goes to a team that's very similarly built. I mean, without James Harden, how much different are the Rockets from the Wizards in that sense? You know, it's it's not, it's not a very lateral move for him, but a, at least it's somewhere fresh and the Rockets will be in rebu- rebuild mode, excuse me. And I don't care what they say, this offseason has not been a good offseason for the Rockets, especially if they lose James Harden. So it's definitely something that would change um, – for this team and for him coming in, it's just unfortunate. But also, the toughest thing is for the contract that John Wall was under with the Wizards for his injuries. You know, I think this is the one of the only deals that would make sense for John Wall. There were not a lot of oh. deals with his contract that that they would have been able to put together for a team that would be in a at a higher stage. And at least the Rockets have been in the playoffs, and you know, but without James Harden, that's a whole different team. So it's unfortunate for him. I don't think James Harden's going to stay in Houston, to be honest. I think he's out. And I actually heard some reports that they're close to finalizing a deal. Mm. So I, I think it is only a right. matter of time Ooh. before he's. Yeah. Yep, yep. Good friend of thing? mine. A <laughs> good friend of mine, Scooby Brandon Robinson, actually just reported it. Um, and he's got – he's I don't know his sources, but he's hes always correct. Um, and he was saying that they're close to finalizing a deal. Um, I know that right now there have been a number of teams that have been of interest, but it seems like the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Heat are the front runners. So we'll see. I think that Ooh. James Harden's definitely out of Houston. Wow. Yeah, well,
1: well, I'm just glad that, you know, we got some news breaking on the show, so that, that's, <laughs> something, that, that, that's something cool. Um, one of the things about um, John about the Washington Wizards, um, you guys are trying to stay relevant. I mean, if you look at the Eastern Conference, outside the top four teams, um, I guess the top 16, if you count Toronto and the Celtics, everything else is pretty much open. I feel like the Wizards are made this deal more so to stay relevant, East, because you don't want to be, and then what is it? kind of like that treadmill team. They're not, excuse me, they're not good enough to make a run, but they're not bad enough to be a lottery team. What do you say
2: to that? Mm, that's a good point. Well, you know, I think the biggest thing that we've seen is that they have fixed some areas that needed. Um, Russell Westbrook coming in is a bigger score than than John Wall, you know, because, of again, it's guaranteed. We know what he's going to bring. So now you have Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal as, you know, your two leading scorers. Bringing back Davis Burton's was huge. Uh, you still have Rui Moore who's going to be coming into a big second year. Bringing in Robin Lopez, another big player that you're coming in that's coming in with, not only being big, literally, in his size, but also his presence is better in leadership. That's something that Russell Westbrook and Robin Lopez definitely can bring to this team that is needed. I think something that I definitely saw this past season alone, but also just in general, when you look at the Wizards, um, track record over the years, is that they don't have players that have been deep in the playoffs. This this bubble team they had for as much fight as we saw from them, and as much as we saw some young players stepping up, at the end of the day they don't have players that are used to being in big roles and, and down the stretch in the season. So you have an older player in Robin Lopez who can bring some of that veteran leadership, who has, although he's been team to team, he's been in different locker rooms. He's more experienced. He's more seasoned. Russell Westbrook, of course, has, has been an MVP player, an all-star player. He's been deep in the playoffs. So they will add something aside from specifically Russell with his scoring. They will add something that actually the Wizards were lacking in the locker room, which was having someone that's a leader. I mean, prior to the season, it was Bradley Beal and John Wall. But Bradley Beal and John Wall haven't been deep in the playoffs. You know, Bradley Beal gets snubbed from the weekend every other year, John Wall's would deal with injuries. They didn't have that consistent presence. So I think that this offseason has been big for them because as you mentioned, this East is more wide open. The Nets are definitely a favorite right now without a doubt with KD and Kyrie and looking at the, the way they've rebuilt around like already having such a talented playoff team and that was led by Karis Levert. But overall the East could be a, a much more is gonna be much more wide open than even last year. So I think for the Wizards this is now, in my opinion, the year they should make it into the playoffs. Without a doubt. And, if all goes according to plan.
0: <laughs> and and that is a pretty good duel, right? Westbrook and Beale. You know, you got you got Kevin Durant and Kyrie in Brooklyn. You got all the we- weapons the Celtics have. You know, the the Sixers again, Even if if they have to give Simmons for Harden, you know, it's 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 a crazy thing they would have over there if Harden went to the Bucks with all that they had there. I think the Bucks uh-huh. would would jump obviously to the favorite to go to the finals. Um, just just based off all that potential, who do you think would be in the Eastern Conference Finals? Um, you know, if
2: James Harden goes to Milwaukee. That they're definitely a favorite, uh, but. I, the thing that I always have to go back to, and we saw this this past year with the Clippers especially, but we also saw it with even teams like the Rockets, is that I need to see how these guys actually play together. So to me, for example, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, although on paper that that duo is very exciting, those are two players that are very ball-dominant Players that we have heard a lot of issues around. I mean, even as of late, with Kyrie's comments about LeBron and and KD being the first player that can ever, that he can trust to hit a big shot down the stretch in a game seven. I mean, I think those temperaments and personalities could be great together, but they could also not be so great. So even in Milwaukee, Giannis and, and James Harden together on paper, is like, whoa, that's two MVP players and two players that can drop 40, 50 points on any given night but how would they actually mesh together? And I think something that made AD and LeBron's uh, duo so well, I think something that will work well for Devin Booker and Chris Paul is having two players that understand their roles. So if one's more of like the veteran leader and the other one's maybe the younger um, player that's more like a mentee in that sense that's learning the ropes, it works well. But if you have two players that are still young in their prime, they may be a little more stubborn, a little bit more – uh, determined to be the face of the franchise, that they're not willing to step back and, and let the other lead at times, that could be an issue. And I don't know that James Harden, Giannis, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, I don't know that any of them are those personalities. So when they were even talking about James Harden going to Brooklyn, I thought that would be a, a disaster, to be honest. On paper, it should oh, be man. a team that wins the championship. But I think that's a team, a team that we're gonna, we would see a lot of issues around. So I think it's wherever James Harden goes, to be honest, I don't think it's going to be all as great as it should be because of what James Harden brings to a team, which is not, for as great as he is, there's a reason his team's not ever in the conference finals.
1: I totally agree. And you have to think, the last time James Harden had any success, he was the sixth man off the bench when he had Russell mm-hmm. on Westbrook and Kevin Durant when he, when he made the finals against LeBron the first time around. So mm-hmm. you have to think all the way back in 2011. Um, the NBA um, is in negotiation, according to Brian Woodhurst, about could be the first league to have managed widespread uses of a vaccine and convince players it's safe. They begin working on yet another unprecedented scenario. How do you think um, this bolts for the NBA? Because you're you're seeing them um, announcing about COVID, va- them taking COVID nineteen vaccines. You also heard the NHL is planning a private purchase of COVID nineteen vaccine vaccine so that all of its players take the COVID-19
2: vaccine so what do you think about that? I think that's actually kind of risky to be honest um vaccines are are a double-edged sword especially if they haven't been properly tested and vetted yet and this is not the flu vaccine we're talking about which has had years of trials and error um I I don't know if it's it's worth well I understand doing it to allow the players safety do we know that the vaccine is fully going to work? I know that. Granted, we've in, in the course of all this time we've been dealing with COVID, they've been working on vaccines, and we've been hearing breakthroughs and we've been hearing progress. But I, I always get a little nervous when you talk about everyone's now going to take this vaccine, and we don't fully know the repercussions. We don't fully know, you know, the long term effects of it just quite yet. So while in the short term and the, you know it may seem like a great solution, um. It's it's risky, but I think and I would trust that if they're going to give the entire league a vaccine, it's because they've already done their due diligence of testing and, and running it through. And I don't know how long that process has been either. How long have you been? Te- I mean, we've been dealing with COVID fully about a year now. But since things started shutting down in March, so there's no way they could have tested it for a year, let's say. For example, it hasn't been tested for a full year that they know. The, the repercussions of it on of the human body a year from now, two years from now. So I say that not to be, you know, devil's advocate, but just to kind of put it in a bigger perspective of these are still people at the end of the day. For as much as we want to have, have basketball and Christmas games and everything like that, and we want to do it safely, you have to be mindful of what that safety looks like. So a league-wide vaccine, to me, sounds a little risky. Sounds like the right intention, don't get me wrong, but again, this is the way that COVID has been spreading has been so unprecedented, I don't know that they've done enough testing long term to really understand the risks here. So uh eh, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really fully sold on that.
0: And with basketball season pretty much right around the corner, you know, you do you do a, a great podcast with the Wizards. What what fun stuff do you have for the upcoming season?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I actually have been making some changes. Some things are still on the works, so I can't fully um announce them just quite yet. Uh, my wizard show that I had, I actually enjoyed doing uh locked on wizards for a stint there, but am no longer going to be hosting that show but I am still hosting Beyond the Headlines and um like I mentioned have some some things in the works. But I'm excited for the season, you know, I'm excited to be able to cover uh, the NBA and the WNBA as well with the Mystics and to see basketball, see how this season has played out. I know it's been kind of a lot of, there have been a lot of question marks around how the league's going to return, around not bubbling and not and, and restarting so quickly. And it's all the changes that we've seen so far, the draft, the way that it was run and the way that we're trying to figure out how players are going to come into their new teams. So it's exciting. It's exciting to know that there's a lot that we have to look forward to and i'm looking forward to being able to get back to covering games and and you know covering the action
1: uh renee um i need you to i need you to like, to give me some positive news um, for <laughs> nba and WNBA. like first with the knicks Please please convince oh me that the Knicks God. are not gonna be a dumpster fire. I I, I, I need this. I, I need you to, to tell me that it, it's gonna be okay because I'm so used to the Knicks being a garbage and pathetic franchise. <laughs> tell me that tell me that the the Knicks are gonna be like I'm gonna be a a respectable garbage. I, I just need that.
2: Respectable garbage. Listen, I'm an Eagles fan and I can tell you this that sometimes your team just is bad and you just have to chop it up to that That this is just not your year now i do think that the knicks actually have a nice young group they've got grown here so i i like the pick of obi talk and i watched him play in college um when i was actually working with the LaSalle men's basketball program as an arena host and see him play in person i think he's got a lot of of his ceiling is very high he's got a lot of growing that he'll be able to do in the nba to make him a a very good player in the league. Um, Miles Powell, who's actually a local guy, grew up in Jersey out of uh, Seton Hall. I actually had the chance to know him as a kid growing up um, and his family. So I've seen him from back when he was a freshman in high school to now, and his growth as well. I think he's he's going to be someone – I know they signed him not to the draft, but um, I think they're building. I think they're building when you have players like – R.J. Barrett, when you bring in someone like Julius Randle, who I'm still not fully sure why he was brought in, but okay. Um, When you have Dennis Smith Jr., I think there's some pieces there, but I'm sorry to say that I still don't think the Knicks are going to be much better than 9 or 10 in the East at the best. So I I think they're – yeah, sorry. I think the East in general is, is going to be pretty interesting to watch this year, though, because of the fact that we're, we're seeing some teams. The Hawks are trying to turn a corner. Um, definitely the Sixers, I imagine, will be much better this season with having Doc Rivers as coach. If They definitely are able to secure James Harden and bring him in. But even having some vets and Dwight Howard and Danny Green and, and the different changes we've seen them making. But, you know, overall, I think for the Knicks, unfortunately, all these great changes we're seeing do not help them. Them, the Cavs. <sighs> even charlotte actually charlotte actually has made a lot of moves now, i don't fully agree with their move for gordon hayward and the contract he signed but they've been making a lot of moves as well um so i think unfortunately for the Knicks, that means that that's not great for them. Uh, so i'm gonna uh, put you at maybe number 10 this year which isn't much better than and,
1: quickly, and, <laughs> and also quickly in you know, all the WNBA side before nick jumps in um Liberty, I just—I told you, I mentioned before, I haven't really watched a lot of Liberty games until this year. We didn't get to see us Supreme in and they recently just won the lottery again. What do you mm-hmm. think the outlook is for the, for the for for my second my for my WNBA team, the New York Liberty? What's the outlook for them? Yes, I think
2: you. You should put some more eggs in the Liberty basket. Um, <laughs> I think they might be your best bet right now. No, I, I do think that the Liberty are going to be exciting. Um, you know, it seems like even once Sabrina Ionescu went down with an injury and was out of the wiggle, they still actually actually some people. And getting that number one pick again, I think that's, that's going to be huge. That's going to be huge. So I think the Liberty have a chance, and the WNBA, in my opinion, is as a whole, as a league, has a lot of talent, young talent that I think we're going to see uh, some greatness from this this year. So I think that bodes well for the Liberty, to be honest. So if if you had to favor one of your teams right now, I'd definitely go with the women because they're holding it down for you.
0: That's Thank that's you. awesome. Um, soon uh-huh. too we'll have Dwayne Wade son in the NBA. We'll have Bronny in the NBA, and right around that time, that will be LeBron's last year, most likely. When he uh, does, when, me. when he does fully hang it up, whatever team Bronny is on, do you think he'll look to take ownership or a coaching role?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I, I think that I, I think that when he's first done, he might spend a few years as as a fan and just kind of take a step back because of the fact that he's been in ten. NBA championships. He's been deep in the playoffs so many times. He's he is older, you know. So I think for the fact that he's going on year eighteen, and out of the eighteen years, over half of those years he was in the NBA finals. Uh, he's he's probably going to want to take some downtime, and I, I imagine that, especially with how hard he trains and how hard he works, it's not like he's older and slowing down. If you look at the way he works out, he still right. looks like he's he's twenty two years old or something. Like he's he's very fit. And he takes care of his body very well. So I wouldn't be surprised if whenever he does retire, and I imagine he's going to stick it out. He's this close, so at this point, he's definitely going to stick it out, um, health permitting, until Bronny gets into the league. But I think that we'll see him be just a true fan. He'll be at games, he'll be watching, he'll probably, you know, he's a big wine guy, so I'm sure him and the family will be sitting now enjoying Bronny playing. And then I, I imagine that five, ten years down the road, after he gets a little tired of, of the calm we would see him kinda like how how Jordan did, getting back involved heavily, and uh, in, in the league specifically, but I imagine he's probably gonna be a little tired and want some downtime. Maybe some vacations, some more wine nights, <laughs> sitting courtside as a fan, you know, I could see him taking on that role. Have more taco <laughs> Tuesdays, you know. I know his uh, <laughs> Glory's got her own little show that she's got going on, her own little YouTube show that's adorable. Like, I think he'll pour himself more into his kids and be a dad and then get back into business, maybe. Or who knows, with with the way that him and Rich Paul are working deals, he might have something even greater up his sleeve that we don't even know about.
0: Also, do you think he'll pull an Archie Manning and maybe try to manipulate, maybe Bronny goes to the Cavs, the Lakers of a heat instead of maybe going to the Knicks or the Hornets or whatever other bad team is out there.
2: I definitely think he's gonna try to get him on the same team if he can, or or at least in a good situation. But I also think and I I'm, I'm not in the James household, but LeBron seems like the type that would put that independence on his on Bronny that it's, it's, he's got to figure out his own way. You know, he's got to... He's not just LeBron James Gunn. He's got to be his own man. So I I would imagine that they would probably be working to get him on the same team as LeBron. I know LeBron just signed a nice contract extension, so to get him in L.A. But if that's not practical and possible, then to get him somewhere... But honestly, I'm he seems like the type that would sit back and let Bronny kind of take his lumps a little bit and, uh, and, and just to just have a chance to learn it on his own instead of dad always kind of doing things for him.
1: Last question before So no Knicks, by the all. way. I don't
2: think he's going to the Knicks. Good, oh. good, good. Bronny does not deserve that.
0: He does not wow. deserve that,
2: the perfect wow. piece of that.
0: Or Zaire. Wow. Okay, Zaire sorry. and Bronny do not deserve to be with the Knicks. They don't. <sighs>
1: Yeah. Oh my! Listen, 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 listen. Know what's gonna happen? We to make sure that James Dolan is not long to make and that maybe Lebron James will but anyway, <laughs> um, last last question before rapid fire, before before Nick jumped me. Um, the cultural death, that he was really advocate on. Want to see the growth of that sport, especially with with Gianna being, being loving basketball. Um, do you think we should have more NBA players help? You know, help grow the sport of WNBA because it takes all of us to see women being very successful in the, in sports, and it takes us to like spearhead that. So, can we see more NBA players kind of doing what Kobe did and just? trying to, like, elevate
2: and, and you know, promote the WNBA? Yeah, and I think we already have. You know, I think that um, we've been seeing more and more of it, especially, look, this past year, it was, it was definitely bigger than ever with players, whether it was rocking the orange WNBA hoodie or, you know, promoting even – uh the most recent years you've been seeing a lot of players, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, of course Kobe before he passed, that were at games actively. So I think we are seeing a shift because of the fact that um the WNBA is doing a really great job of promoting their talent. I think they're they're stepping up their marketing and promoting of players as people, you know, aside from just who they are as, as basketball players, which is what really allowed the fan to connect with them because you are able to see them as more relatable so you're getting to know who they are that's I mean we we joke about taco tuesdays but that's something that makes people connect with lebron james differently or connecting with them as a parent or it's like if you're 40 years old and still winning championships like sue bird or if you're someone that's advocating for social justice like we're seeing maya moore and renee montgomery and natasha cloud they're they're connecting with people in a different way And so they're bringing awareness on and off the floor that people are still having conversations about them, whether they're watching a game or just talking about something funny they did on TikTok. So I think the league is doing a better job and the players are getting the recognition they deserve. And then as a whole, it does seem like the NBA and WNBA are doing a good job of promoting each other. That cross promotion is huge. So I think we're going to continue to see growth of that um, and even more of it. I love what the NBA All-Star Weekend does to include the WNBA players, and I hope that we're going to only see more great collaborative efforts to, to grow the game, because it's it's well-deserved.
1: Absolutely. And now we're going to go to Rapid Fire before we get you out of here. You ready, Renee? I am, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Unfor- unfortunately, your Eagles stink, but oh, someone is going to no. have to win.
0: Don't worry. We've always had the Sean Jackson miracle at the Meadowlands. This is my segment. We don't interrupt. And
1: four is still late. Anyway. Anyway. The Eagles are not going to win the NFC. East, and that's unfortunate, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll move forward. Someone has to win that division. Mm-hmm. Who's going to win that division? It ain't the Eagles and
2: it ain't Dallas. For the record, I'm okay with the Eagles not winning it this year because I don't want to get back to the playoffs and just get killed in the first round. Anyways, well seven, you know, save, save me the headache if you're going to be trash off season, Like, last season, it was great, yeah, we won the division, but did it really matter when we got killed by the Seahawks and Carson Wentz went down in the first quarter of the game? game was over after the first quarter now so I was saving me the headache and the madness early so now I know I don't have to tune in every week I can just wait till next year and hopefully things will be better in terms of who wins that I could care less because both I mean well shout out to Washington shout out to Washington for beating the Steelers that was very unexpected that was huge to give them their first loss of the season I mean the Steelers have been Rolling through everyone, they were, they were eleven and zero for a reason. And for the the lowly NFC East Washington football team to beat them, that was that was pretty impressive. So I I don't know. I mean, if I had to pick a team, I actually I I can't. I don't think I can say any of these teams to be honest. Um, it pains me to have it pains me to have to pick one because the Giants don't deserve it. Um, they you're, don't. You're right. And then the Washington wow. football team has had so much going on and I do appreciate and respect the battle that Ron Revere is having with cancer I do respect the fact that Washington's trying to change their brand hiring Jason Wright so from a completely personality standpoint that has nothing to do with football I'd rather them win the division um, because they're at least doing some things that I approve of <laughs> as a person but uh, it doesn't matter whoever gets to the playoffs is getting- Blown out in the
1: first round, so. Okay, I can respect that. (laughs) Who's the biggest dumpster fire? And I asked this before, so I'm going to say it, but I want your opinion. The Knicks, who have been trash, (laughs) and I still root for them, or the Jets, who are just trash, and I laugh at Because that's because I don't root for trash teams like the Jets. (laughs) Ooh.
2: The Jets find creative ways to lose, which is pretty entertaining. Um... (laughs) And that actually is something that's like, kind of makes it even more enter like, of a dumpster fire, I guess, because it's like, you at this point are finding ways, even against the Raiders, like if it's a last play, you'll be right there and you just find a way to lose. I mean, oh, for as bad as the NFC East is, at least those teams have a win. So, um, I don't know who's worse. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with the Jets. But I, I, the hard part with the Knicks, to be honest, is the hilarious irony of the fact that every year in the draft, you guys seem to think you're going to get the best player, and every year in the draft, you don't. You went from KD, Kyrie, Zion, possibly going to the, the Knicks last year to none of them. This year, I mean, have your hopes up to none. So that for for that reason, it's especially especially the, you know, the, the LeBron
0: illusion, they always think they're going to get LeBron. Yeah. Like like like, come on, man. It's
2: annoying. Why? Oh, why, it's why, it's why, why? 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 Yeah. Why? Why? The, the continuous heartbreak. The continuous heartbreak is very entertaining. Is really, 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 You know better, what? Actually, better, I am going to go with the Knicks because the Jets have been oh. bad for a while. Way to the go, Knicks! Go are supposed oh. be a, that's supposed to be a major franchise in the NBA. That's disappointing. I mean, when people think of the NBA, they, especially you go back to the '90s and Patrick Ewing and the, the great times of the Knicks, even though they still were having some disappointing losses to the Bulls back then, at least they they were always a top team in the league. Them, the Celtics, the Bulls, the Lakers. These are like when you think '90s basketball, you think of the Knicks. And now, and you, and you think of Spike Lee sitting courtside in the in the Garden, and now it's like who? So, I'm not actually going to um, stick with the Knicks. I changed my answer. Even though the Jets are winless. Alright,
1: um, LeBron, um, the, the Lakers are one of the favorites to win the championship. So, would you say the Lakers have a chance to repeat or are you going to take the field?
2: Oh, the Lakers are winning, again. Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a right. doubt. And, nobody's um, beating, nobody's beating LeBron and no. this year.
1: Sorry, Nick. Um, <laughs> Two quick questions. Um, if LeBron wins, he gets number five. To me, no matter what LeBron judges, he never be a greater Laker
2: than than years ago. Oh, I thought you were going to ask a different question. Okay. No, um, no, no. No. Okay, so if we're talking as a Laker, as a Laker. Ooh, but there's a lot of Lakers that have won championships. If we're yeah, going right. based on championships, yeah. but I think yes. because okay, I, I hate to say this because. May he rest in peace. I think Kobe's passing is what solidifies him as the ultimate Laker, but also just the fact he played his entire career there. And so I, he, he will always be the ultimate Laker. I will. I'm a LeBron James fan, and I will never take that away from Kobe. But I think in terms of winning a fifth championship, it does move him up in some other conversations, such
0: as the GOAT conversation, which is what I thought you were about to ask. See, 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 the no. one, the, the no. one problem, the one problem I have with that is, just because Kobe died, everybody wants to start it off with phrasing, oh, I don't want to talk crap about Kobe, but it's
2: not, Right, it's, exactly. it's not that you're That's, talking
0: crap about uh-huh. Kobe, and, this, and, and everybody does it, so, so, it's not just, I'm, I'm not coming at you, trust me, everybody does it, oh, may he rest in peace, I don't want to talk... It's not talking bad right, about Kobe. Right. You you can say someone's better than Kobe. Kobe's not God just because he had an unfortunate death. If if guess what? If the Lakers four Pete and LeBron has n- no 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 five Pete and LeBron now has five rings as a Laker in 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 five straight years. Guess what? He's better than Kobe. He won five straight championships in five straight years. It does not make Kobe less. People gotta stop mm. tiptoeing around things like that. It's so annoying.
2: I know, I know. But it really it really is the truth, though. Because I know I feel the same way. Every time I even have a conversation about Kobe, whether it's a vote conversation or a Kobe has the greatest leak or whatever it may be, because he's passed it does change the way you see it because we tend to unfortunately we don't tend to appreciate people's greatness until they've passed and so i think about maradona who just passed uh, the big time soccer player you know we don't really appreciate we don't really appreciate people's greatness because we're so busy trying to compare them that let's just appreciate the fact that these are great superstar athletes but i think that because of the fact that kobe had his Tenure in LA was longer. There are certain players that, even though they may not be the best to ever play with that franchise, you automatically put their name with that team. Like Allen Iverson and the Sixers, Kobe in the Lakers, like you automatically put them with that team. Yeah, and it's not always just about championships or being the best. It's just that might be, especially depending on what era you grew up in, the player that you automatically link to them. Even though Doc or Wilt Chamberlain might be better Sixers. You might still think of Allen Iverson first. It's the same thing, kind of with Kobe.
1: Uh, I agree. Um, also, um, who do you think is going to win the? Um, who you think is going to win the Super
2: Bowl? The Chiefs, actually, but with there could that? be, a, there could, yeah, there could be a surprise. I haven't, I haven't seen another team that really. I like the way the Packers are playing, um, but I think that the Chiefs right now have the most complete team.
1: And last thing, and the last thing I want to say, and I want to ask you your opinion on this. And I know we didn't ask this, but I want to get this. You see, you saw what happened in baseball with Kim getting an opportunity to run operations for the Florida Marlins. You see Sarah Fuller, hmm? uh-huh.
0: Miami Marlins. You said Florida.
1: Yeah. Yeah. sorry, sorry, Miami Marlins, you're seeing Sarah Fuller becoming a, a a kicker in a Power 5 conference. What do you think of all these women breaking barriers around the sports league?
2: It's about time. <laughs> um, no, I think it's the beginning. I think it's the beginning of a lot more that, that we're going to see. You know, I think that for women as a whole, this has been a year for a great year for women. Despite all the chaos, despite COVID, despite social injustice, we have been fighting and advocating louder than ever. And we saw it with the women's national team in soccer. We saw it with Kamala Harris as the vice president. We're seeing it in with Sarah Fuller. You know, we're seeing it in so many different areas. It's not just sports. It's happening in all different aspects of society that women are changing the narrative. So I think we're gonna to continue to see more and I'm excited to see what we, we continue to trailblaze and pioneer uh, for the next generation.
0: And and last 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 thought, you know, it, it sucks that there's no all star weekend this year. Um uh-huh. some something that I never really understood and, and they kinda phased it out is they used to have part of it on on Saturday night where you would get a former legendary NBA player, a current NBA player, and a WNBA player, and and it would be, you know, four sets of teams, and they would basically shoot three-pointers and layups, you know, why do you think they got rid of something like that?
2: I did used to love that. That was actually a lot of fun. I don't know. I don't know. I think they just kind of changed up because even the way that they do the, the rising stars game with the first and second year players, they've been changing up the different um, events a little bit. So I think they're just trying to figure out and I don't know exactly for sure why, but I think they're just trying to figure out the best way to really reach a wider audience. So having celebrities in right. and having you have the WNBA, the NBA celebrities, you've got the young Next Generation in the NBA, you've got the same Dunk Contest, the three-point shootout. I feel like they maybe just ran out of things, and that's something that that, that was pushed out. Because even the Skills Challenge does give you something that's more big, so you have the bigs that are involved in that, so it's, yeah. it's something different. But that used to be so cool. I,
0: just, I loved I, that. I used up. to love that. You know, one, one, yeah, one year I remember, it was that. it was Steph Curry, it was Del Curry, and and and, mm-hmm. and, and it was, uh, I think, Lisa Leslie, you know? and stuff like that is interesting
2: yeah it was and it was different it was definitely it was something different so it was it was fun to watch
1: and lastly um, I just want to say that for for what you're doing Renee we we we've always had our our women's sports initiative and we have been in the forefront and we've always said that women belong not just in sports but like you just said all over and it's a game changer and I really think that In order for that to be happen, we also need more people like us to spearhead women in sports. And the pay needs to be equal, because women should not begin spitball lower pay. Because that's the one thing that gets me so annoyed, that all these great women who know what they, who have so much vast knowledge in the world of sports, but their pay is just so, so so low, and that really upsets me, so I just want to, I'm just glad that people like you are, maker, are in the sports, are in, are in the media sports, in our industry, you're killing it, and we need to see more women in yeah. sports, I just want to end it, I just want to end it with that, I mean, it's important, and it's important to us, and it's important for our initiative, and that's important for our goal, and we just really thank you so much, we really do.
2: Awesome. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having me on. I do have to run, but I really appreciate you having me on to be able to chat with you about what's going on. It should be an exciting couple of months as long as everything can safely return. And also, I'm excited to see, as you guys have touched on, you know, the ways that we as society continue to, to move the conversation and, and help be a part of change. So thank you so much for all that you do as well.
0: Always. No Take problem. Care Take
2: care. Thank you, see you
0: guys. Well, tonight was fun. You know, again Renee Renee broke that uh maybe there could be a potential move of James Harden. Maybe tomorrow. So, you know what? Is it is it the Nets, is it the Bucks, is it the Sixers? I don't know. Um, I'm 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 sure Woj will be the one to break that. You know, he'll he'll have to maybe put Shams in a coat rack or something, take away his phone. <laughs> But that would, be, that would be exciting to see wherever he goes. Uh, Renee and Alexis, it was a pleasure. And uh, before we get out of here, tell the people about the Christmas movie you saw today. Well, I
1: saw... Um, what was I? I actually saw a very... Uh, I, saw Home, I saw Home Alone. I didn't watch Home Alone, the first one. Uh, that's kind of a Christmas movie. So, I will take that. And it was actually, and it was the first one. It was the uh, it was the original Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin. And that was actually pretty fun. <laughs> and I really enjoyed that. Um, Anyone who don't enjoy Home Alone, I don't know what's wrong with you. That was pretty bad, especially when Macaulay Culkin always gets... Gets the best of, the, of, of of the bandits. He always gets it so well, especially when he gets Marv. It's really funny, and it's fantastic. So, Home Alone—that was the Christmas movie I watched.
0: Awesome. Well, we'll be back tomorrow. We're gonna have Mister Big Steve, Steve Brzezinski. You know, you all you all see him on Twitter. He's a friend of ours. He's funny, and uh, it's it, it's gonna be it's gonna
1: be a good old time. Absolutely. Um. Just uh. And, and also, just um. Before we, actually, before we do get out of here, um. One quick thing. Um. As as I told you about the vaccines and the NHL giving its players the vaccine, I'm gonna ask you a question. If you were a player in the NBA or the NHL, and and they told you about this vaccine, and they're trying to ask you to take it, would you take it? This is a conversation I want to have with you before we get out of here. What would you do if you're an NBA and NHL player?
0: Is it mandatory? Yeah, uh, no. If I don't take it and I somehow get COVID, will will I be paid while I'm not playing?
1: Yes.
0: If I take it and I get COVID, will all my bills be covered by that team? And and if somehow I can't play no more, will will I be taken care of?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. To both. Yes, yeah, to both. Uh. And also, is it just me getting it? Or does my family get it too?
1: Everybody. No, just you. You're the only one that gets it. It's you, your teammates, the staff, the owners, everyone but your family.
0: Man. Uh. As... I mean, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to base it off of because there's there's no there's no guarantee that there won't be no side effects. There's no, you know. So, I'm am just gonna say no. You know, especially if especially if I'm getting something that my family can't have right now. You know, I I just think personally, I I, I think that's wrong. I think, you know. Now, of course, not every family member, but I think the median family should be included in. So if a media family was was included in it, okay, I'd be down. But if it's just me because I'm an NBA player, I'm going to say, you know what, no. I respect that. I, I'd
1: probably say no because I would want my immediate family, whether um, whether it's me, my mom, my dad, or my wife, because I would like them to get tested too, because I, I don't want to I don't want to feel like God so that I get something and and you know I pass on to them and you it's one of those one of those things that the NBA and the NHL have to um, work with because a lot of players are going to be skeptical so I just so it's one of those things um, we'll, it's one of those things we'll talk about it on our next show but I just want to get the conversation started so again Renee. Alexis, uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. Big Steve, we can't wait to have you on tomorrow. And don't forget, we got a giveaway. We love giving away things. It's 2020's been terrible. And we want to make sure that we give you guys something so that we can end the year on the positive. Because it's been really terrible this year. So that's the show. Nick, great show as always. And we'll do it again tomorrow.
0: Yes, sir.